Hello and Happy New Year. Welcome to 2022. Fingers crossed this year is better than the last couple for many or most of us. I truly hope you've had a happy and healthy holiday season so far this year and that we continue that into the next year. And thank you for joining us today for this bonus episode. So if you've been listening, you probably know we're doing a Patreon revamp that will be going into effect probably by the time you're listening to this, maybe, depends on how early I get up today. But one of the things that we're going to be doing for the new year is we are going to have Patreon bonus episodes that you can only get at the $5 and up level. And this episode is a bonus episode where you get to listen to basically one of each of the two things that we currently have on the slate for 2022. Here you go. Please enjoy these two bonus episodes. They're all combined together. Each one's about 10 minutes long. The first is Magic Shop Class, and this is the bonus episodes that Tom will be doing, where he's going to walk through the basically every magic item in the game and cover each one. A little bit about the item, maybe some lore, maybe drop some plot hooks or some stuff that you might be able to use for that item in your game. And then after that, we have our episode two of Extra Credit, which is where Tom and I just jump onto one of the subreddits about role-playing games or board games or whatever. We pick a couple questions and we try to hit them. Not quite lightning round, but they're pretty short answers just to get a little bit of conversation going between us. So I hope that you enjoy these. And if you would like to continue hearing them, please consider joining our Patreon um, at patreon.com slash the RPG Academy. You can join for as little as $3 a month for perks like getting access to the Discord and all the cool stuff we do over there with our patrons, but $5 and up will get you these bonus episodes throughout the year 2022. So thanks, and on to the shows! Hello and welcome to Magic Shop Class. So, put on those aprons and grab those four tamers, because we're about to start crafting. So, uh, I am so excited for this episode three of Magic Shop Class, because we're talking about a pretty boring generic magic item. And that is ammunition, plus one, plus two, plus three. This is a weapon. It's any ammunition... The plus one is uncommon, the plus two is rare, and the plus three is very rare. So, you have a bonus to attack and damage rolls made with this piece of magic ammunition. The bonus is determined by the rarity of the ammunition. Once it hits a target, the ammunition is no longer magical. So, I find that certain plus number weapons are usually kind of boring. There's no real flair to them they almost could be even treated as like non-magical items but more of just really good versions so instead of just having normal arrows these are just really good arrows uh but D really doesn't have like uh like better arrows or better swords they just have magic swords and magic arrows so this is what i'm gonna say don't ever give a character this just give them a plus one, plus two, or plus three bow. 
since the martial classes all have access to those sorts of weapons too. It's not like, uh, you know, a fighter uses their plus one sword and now it just is not magical anymore and it's not plus one. So I don't know why they decided to separate ammunition. So, but with that out of the set, with that said, I'm not saying that bonus ammunition is not cool. This is the first magic shop class where we're going to completely break down the item and rework it. So what I think would be cool is instead of plus one, plus two, and plus three, if you're going to give them a one-time use thing, give them a plus 10, plus 15, or plus 20 ammunition. Now, this is cool. Think of it as like the cricket from MIB. This is the tiny thing that packs an absolute punch. This is a boss killer weapon. So, but I've got a few little ideas, all right, for this item. You definitely need to make sure that it is a one-time use item if you give them this. It's not like they just have a plus 20, all right? But here's what I'm thinking. All right, here's your adventure hook. All right, there's an arrow, all right, that captures the souls of its of the creatures that it kills. We're going to call it, yes, you guessed it, the soul arrow. All right, so we're crafting our own magic item here. So every truly evil soul that the soul arrow kills, it causes the arrow to grow in power. A truly evil soul is not just any thug or henchman, but someone who leads others down paths of evil. So this item is not used for killing just normal guys. This is for killing the big guys. Because every time an evil leader is killed, the arrow gains plus one. So characters are required to recover this arrow after each kill. So unlike the regular plus one, plus two, plus three ammunition that loses its magical ability after each use, this doesn't lose it. It adds to it. So the soul arrow, though, is unable to contain any souls past 20. And once it kills the 21st evil leader, it's going to explode in a powerful force of energy, causing all creatures in a 100-foot sphere to take 10d12 necrotic damage. So, I love the idea of a weapon that grows in power, almost like a legacy weapon. But think about adventurers who are carrying around this arrow in a black ebony case. And every time they go to fight one of the, the big bad bosses, they open up the case and pull out the arrow and give it to the ranger. He takes it and kills the leader. So every time this weapon continues to grow in power, and I, may, I guess you could even maybe give this weapon sentience of all of the people that it's killed. But, you know... This thing is going to keep on growing in power. So by the time you get near the end of your campaign, you have this crazy powerful artifact that you can use as an end of game ultimate weapon. So think about this. You shoot the boss, it hits them for plus 20, but then it explodes and does tons of necrotic damage as all these souls escape the arrow. There's all sorts of cool things you can do with this. So I, I started reading this. I was like, how can I make an ammunition cool? And this is what I really came up with. I love this. And I actually, my next D&D campaign, I'm probably going to throw this in. It's just, I love it so much. 
Uh, it sounds bad because I came up with it and I'm loving what I came up with. But hey, that's okay because I'm the teacher here. So uh, with that all said, folks, let us know if what you think of plus one ammunition, if this is something that you use in your games, what you think about my crazy um, soul arrow and if it's something that is usable or something that you think is completely broken. Uh, let us know by joining us on Discord. Uh, and as always, we thank you patrons so much for supporting the show. We hope you enjoy these episodes. Uh, and then other than that, you can follow me at BezcarTom on Twitter. And then don't forget, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. Thanks. All right. So hello and welcome to our second episode of Extra Credit. Thank you, Rocky, for that name, because it is literally Chef's Kiss Perfect. Uh, so at the end of each faculty meeting, Tom, we're going to take a quick second. We're going to jump onto Reddit. We're both going to find just some question that has something to do with role-playing games, maybe even board games, something in the TTRPG sphere. And we're going to ask each other, not really a hard limit, but these are supposed to be kind of quick hits kind of a thing to see what we think. I will ask you first this time, Tom, this comes from the uh, r slash D&D 5th edition, uh, and it comes from user Homeland the Dude. Question, DMs, how do you feel about psychedelics in your D&D campaign? So this gets into the bigger question of like drug use. So, do, you know, characters who maybe have addiction issues or recreational use, they specifically talk about one they made, which is a drug made from the juice of a mind flayer's brain that has psychedelic effects on characters. So what are your thoughts about just any of that? So I don't think I necessarily have a problem with drugs in my games i just have we've never used them in my games but i kind of when them talking about this mind flayer kind of thing i kind of like the idea of maybe have like some sort of illicit drug in your game that when used it almost like opens you up to like you can see things in the game that you typically don't see so almost like a uh in your world there's like another like ethereal world right beyond your field of vision and then when you take the drugs like now you can see it so there's all sorts of like consequences there like you don't want to like you 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 know don't be getting addicted or the you're having to deal with the the steps of withdrawal or anything like that or how do you use the drugs in a safe fun way um and then yeah, but then also, like, when you take them, now some monsters are going to attack you. That'd be a really bad trip. But I've personally never used, like, drugs in my games. But, you know what? I'm definitely, I'm not opposed to it because I do think that they can add some some fun stuff, some scary stuff, you know, make things a little bit more interesting. What about you? I mean, I think it's, I think it's pretty typical for, like, you know, alcohol in most games, especially if, like, a dwarf. You know, you're going to the tavern, you're getting some ales and some beers, that kind of thing. Uh, tobacco, I think, is pretty common for characters yep. who smoke, you know, pipe, Gandalf, and that kind of thing. Uh, I've not done a lot of that in my games, uh, typically because it's, again, maturity levels in the past. Characters that wanted to do it didn't typically want to do it in a healthy way. It was just sort of like to make fun. Uh, I myself don't. I've never once tried any legal drug. Um, I don't drink alcohol either, so I don't have like a personal interest vested in it. But in Made Men, Omi's character was addicted to basically like an opioid, and it was a part of his character. One of our favorite sessions, I think I talked about it on a previous episode. He had a drug overdose, and like the whole episode session resolved around that. So it definitely has a place in the game. I do like the idea that again, this mind flare 
uh, kind of makes me think. You ever watch this old action movie called They Come in Peace or I Come in Peace? No. It's about this alien like guy who comes and he like he injects morphine into humans, um, and then he withdraws whatever that does to their brain. Like the, the 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 high effect you got from the morphine, they take that, and that's something that's like a black market thing in like the universe. So there's this alien running around killing people by ODing them and then sucking out their brain juice while they're ODing on morphine or heroin, <laughs> something drink. So it makes me think about that. Like there could definitely be a black market situation where you know certain races in the game, you know, dwarves or elves, maybe have a different uh, reaction to certain drugs, and I, I can see that with the right group. With a good strong session zero, take a drink. That could be a ton of fun. And then lastly, I'll say, because I mentioned this a while back about the Magician's TV show. There is a character in the Magician's TV show, spoilers, who has an issue with drugs. And part of her character's journey is that she eventually becomes sober and gets off of all of her drugs. And then later, she's given an opportunity. She has to go to a certain place, which is basically, like you said, it's like a, a, a virtual realm. Not a virtual. It's like a, a realm just outside of ours. And the only way to get there is to take this really potent drug. So you have a reformed drug addict who the only way that she can help her friends is to take a drug. And then she goes to this other sideways world. And while you're there, you're always high. You never come down. You're complete. You're in that state. But while she's there, she can't help. She has to get something and come back. And it's a really compelling storyline. It's also funny as hell because they do a really good job presenting this, you know, a psychedelic sort of world. There's definitely stories that can be told there. I don't know if I'm the person to do that well or who would enjoy telling them. Nice. All right. So my question comes from D&D Next. All right. So this was posted by user Natural Card. All right. So their question is, what would you add to a martial book? So ever since 5e was released, spellcasters have been getting constant buffs in the forms of new spells. All right. Marshals are looking for some love. What would you add as either optional rules, new feats, or other features to help in a new book that's dedicated to them? Their suggestion would be more maneuvers with different options for each class that scale for the number you get with each level. All right, so how would what would you make for a martial class book? It's, again, I'm probably the weakest of all the faculty when it comes to mechanics because I don't care and just not smart enough to understand. But I like to play martial characters. I still don't think two-weapon fighting ever has done like what people want it to no, do. No, it does not. And the thing is, it's like a balance issue because then everyone would take it. But if there was some way to make it where two-weapon fighting actually was a benefit, but it had the drawback to make it a choice that you have to take, that would be an awesome rule if someone could come up with a good one of that. I actually really liked the Warlord. Like, I think the Warlord in 4th Edition was a ton of fun where you got these maneuvers where you can help other people. Like, you can yell at them and, you know, you know, inspire them or you can help move them into the correct position. So I do, I think maneuvers is the way to go. But whether that's a class that can do it or just making it like something that you could take at a feat, you get to, to do certain um, um, maneuvers. I, I always liked it, I uh, can't remember the name, basically where you... Uh, call out a foe and they have to attack you marking them where mm -hmm. it's like you're marked by me so it makes it harder for them to get away or they're more likely to attack you that's a that's a fun martial thing um I, again i don't have a great answer to that no no uh, what about you no so i think i yeah i agree with this man there are so many new stuff for spellcasters in 5e it's ridiculous 
I would love to see more stuff with weapons because you think about it, spells are basically wizards and sorcerers' weapons. Like, that's what they use. They have so many different flavors or different ways to do things. Whereas fighters, you have, you know, you have swords and axes and that's kind of, that's kind of it. Like, I would love to see a whole lot of new weapons rules. So, like, not everything needs to be magical, but stuff could be, like, you know, a cool sword that, like, separates into two swords or, you know, a sword like a, a sword staff or just these different, like, all sorts of cool things and them not just be extra dice. Like, make these things like, oh, you cause them to go prone or you can disarm weapon, disarm people, different things like that, just to make fighters feel like they have something else to do with hitting stuff because that's what they hit stuff. So make hitting stuff more interesting. I think the easiest way to do that is give us some weapons or some new weapons rules, you know? Yeah, one of my things before this and that I, I kind of irked me after a while is how every character felt samesy. Like, it, it felt like there really was no difference between the magic user casting a spell or the barbarian attacking. It was still, you rolled a d20 and you did 3d8, but it was just, it, it was flavored differently, but it didn't feel any bit different. So I would be really wary of, of making that come back in a way, but I do like the idea of maybe having martial characters that get effects. Like I can hit you with my sword and it doesn't freeze you like the freeze ray does, but it lowers your movement the same way the freeze rate does. Yeah. Or I can do an area of effect. It's not a fireball, but I get to hit everybody around me with a D6 damage. I, I worry about it becoming like basically you're a caster, but you're you're casting your spells through your sword. But I... I it, there, there's got to be a way to do it. I'm not smart enough to figure it out. But yes, I think that would be fun if you could have effects and conditions that you, you're prone, you're blind, you're dazed, you're whatever, based on me hitting you with a sword, not taking that solely out of the spellcaster. And then there probably are. I'm just not aware of them. Or they're higher level than I've ever played, so I never had to play with them. But yeah, that would be more fun. So, And then we'll throw it out again to the audience. Either one of those questions, if you have thoughts on using psychedelics or or illicit drugs at all in your games um, if you've seen the movie i'm talking about i come in peace or we come in peace i'd love to hear your thoughts on that movie uh and then what do you think about how you would improve martial characters in D and make them more fun to play at higher levels if you don't think they are now all right so that'll do it for this episode of extra credit thank you again rocky for that great um name and we look forward to doing more of these in the future but remember folks if you're having fun you're doing it right thanks we'll see you next time Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast. We do this show out of love for the hobby and the desire to be ambassadors, welcoming more people into this community. All of our website content will always be free to use and utilize, but there are expenses related to the show. And if you enjoy what we do here, then please consider supporting us in some way. You can do so as simply as rating or reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. If you're going to purchase anything through Amazon or DriveThruRPG, consider using our affiliate links first, and then we'll get a small percentage sent back to us. You can do a single direct donation through PayPal using the paypal.me slash the RPG Academy, or consider joining our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash the RPG Academy. And for a donation as low as $1 a month, you'll get access to lots of extra goodies, including bonus minisodes, invites to monthly one-shot games, one-sheet adventures, and more. 
Please consider following us on Twitter and Facebook or join our Discord, where we like to try to keep the conversation going with our fans as best we can and are always looking to talk and chat more. Or do none of that. Just continue to listen and enjoy our show. Because honestly, that's enough. Thanks. And remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. We'll see you next time. The music used for our intro and outro is Fly a Kite by Spectacular Sound Productions, used under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike License.